So the big question is this. How can runners like you, who aren't professional athletes or paid sponsored runners, avoid injury and increase athletic performance to enjoy running race events for the rest of your life without wasting money on trends or using dangerous painkiller drugs? That is the question. And on hashtag Run Pain Free Podcast, your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, gives you the answers. Hello, everyone. It is Coach Jessica here from Run Pain Free. Welcome to the Run Pain Free Podcast. I am your sports biomechanics, athletic corrective, and conditioning expert. And today we are going to talk about ATP. But first, go on over to at Run Pain Free on Instagram and follow us there. And at Run Pain Free underscore Academy and follow us there. Facebook, as always, and runpainfreeacademy.com. Our curriculum, masterclasses, live streams, constant information, tutorials, series, everything you could think about. Our nutrition plan is all there. So go on over there and get informed and keep yourself healthy to run forever. So today we're talking about ATP, which I'm sure you have heard, and I'm sure you've heard only a fraction of what it actually is and why it's important and how it's used. And so I really want to focus on the science of it. I'm going to try my best to keep it simple and understood as possible. Please comment wherever you hear this. Comment on Instagram. Comment on our Facebook. Ask us questions if you want more information on this when I am done. So without further ado, ATP in its actual name is adenosine triphosphate. So it's an actual real thing and it's molecular currency or it's the currency of energy of the body and so it's how the cells have energy back and forth and so it's really important that we have that because it's what dictates our energy in order for us to have this happen there needs to be neural stimulus so the muscle has to get stimulated to move neurologically there has to be some kind of signal and then there needs to be calcium in your muscles so you have to have a storage of calcium in your muscles and ATP must be available for energy also in your muscles so all of those things have to happen when you don't have any of those things, you can't produce ATP. Now, ATP we have naturally on our own, but only a very little bit. And there's a certain way for it to be created. And this is specifically happening with three different types of systems. There's one that is the, the first system is ATP, which is a phosphagen system. So it's really the baseline of quick, quick, quick. So you're only going to, it's only a few seconds that you have this and it's gone. Then you have the anaerobic part, which is from your lactate system. So think lactic acid. So it's anaerobic. So anaerobic means no oxygen. Aerobic means with oxygen. So anaerobic, think sprinter, dancer, baseball player, people that do quick bursts of movement and then stop with nothing. That's anaerobic. Even weightlifting is nothing. It's, it's, it's anaerobic. That is the second. And then the third is the aerobic system, which is using basically using sugar to create energy. And that's where it's in the muscle glycogen. So those are huge in terms of understanding how ATP is used, how it's created, what it's needed. And it's, it is, there's a lot more complexity to it. I'm trying to give it as quick as possible. So aerobic the aerobic part the third way is the most 
used way. It's called aerobic respiration. And it's when our bodies actually use and will need both food and oxygen to create and produce ATP. So when we are doing that, the more oxygen we have, the more the ATP we can actually create. Now, ATP is even more fueled when there's good blood flow. So foam rolling, pre-workout, pre-run, literally sends signals to the body and to the muscles that, hey, you're about to do some stuff, so get yourself together by just creating blood flow. So just creating blood flow, you're releasing tissue and all of these things to get your joints to work. On a much deeper level, you're actually giving the body signals like you need to start creating some energy here. So creating blood flow when someone's like, oh, you're creating blood flow, go for a walk, you're tired because you're not moving. That's really what's happening. The more you're moving and creating blood flow, the more there's oxygen happening and the process of oxygen is happening so that the ATP is being produced. You see what I mean? So there's a lot deeper levels to things that you hear on a very superficial um, basis. And I'm trying to get you to understand the deeper part of it with these, with everything I say. So that's how we use that specifically when, it talk, when we're talking about a runner in general. So there's a whole rule about what is used in terms of creating your ATP. So we have carbohydrates, we have protein, and we have fats. And that's a basic rule in the nutrition world. So you have four, four, nine. So it's for every one gram of carbohydrates, it's equal to four calories. For every one gram of fat, it's equal to nine calories. For every one gram of protein, it's equal to four calories. So when we look at these things, um, when we look at these actual, how they work out equation-wise, when the body is looking for something to use in order to create energy, it's going to go for the most efficient. And so carbohydrates, not only is it the slowest, um, it is the fastest producing ATP, it actually stores the glycogen both in your muscle and your liver. So it stores it, it's waiting. So this doesn't happen with either of the other two. Uh, similarly, the, um, the fat is extremely slow. It's very slow, it's inefficient to use it, which lends to why the body works so hard to, when it goes into fat reserves and it's starting to use fat reserves, why so many systems start to shut down because it's starting to use fat for energy and it really works the system out and it's just way too much for the body to do. Also lending to intermittent fasting, okay? Which is why I had to put an ATP podcast on its own because there really is a great understanding to how all these different components really affect one another. So then uh, protein, it's never used for energy. That's why when someone says to me, oh, I had eggs before my workout, I'm like, for what? You did nothing. Protein doesn't give you energy. Protein recovers muscle. It's recovery. It doesn't deliver energy. So it also is listed as a very slow acting part, um, a slow acting position for it to create energy. So it's not something that the body would go to. So really carbohydrates is first, which is why we need them and why they are so efficiently stored in the muscle and in the liver. And they sit there and wait for you to need them. So when someone, when we talk about, again, going back to intermittent fasting, when I talk about how your kidneys and liver are not okay with that, this is why, because they, those two guys really work together for a lot of things. And specifically, 
specifically when we're talking about energy, it's storing energy in the liver. So when you don't have that storage in your muscles, it's also not in your liver. And so you're depleting these two organs with, with um, this organ specifically, I mean, in the liver, you're depleting it of, of what it does. So you're, you're not allowing it to work either. So this is why there's like a lot of those processes that you start to stop when you're doing things like the fasting. So I digress. So the nervous system really is a part of this because there has to be a signal to the muscles to say, hey, come on, let's go. We got things to do. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens within the muscle that then releases into a chemical reaction that creates ATP. And then that transports this oxygen around. So when you have the quote carb loading, this essentially is why you're told to do that. So you can have an overload of glycogen in your muscles, but no one does it properly. One, no one eats the ones that actually are dense nutrients that actually hold glycogen. And it has an adverse effect when you do that. And I'll talk about that another day. So that's what basic ATP is in terms of transitioning and how it's created and how our bodies are. The more we're in an oxygen an oxygen environment, meaning the more we're aerobic, the more it's going to create and create and create. When it does run out, which it does, especially if you run a marathon, you're depleted. And so this would then go into your lactic state because now you're in anaerobic, so you're not fueling it with oxygen. And so it starts to use lactic, so you start to get the lactic acid buildup. And so that's why they're, they're back in the day, if you had lactic acid buildup, you meant you had really sore muscles the next day. But really, the real reason is because you went out of the system of ATP of using glycogen and you started to use the lactic acid. That's why you were sore, because you were exhausting your muscles to do stuff that it really isn't meant to do without oxygen. Like the muscles need oxygen to function, period. So if it doesn't have that, and you're still asking for it to do something strenuous, it's going to exhaust itself. It's going to be extremely sore. That's why it's actually happening. That's why you have, um, quote, soreness or cramping from lactic acid. That's why you would have that. So... There's a whole bunch of these things that really come from and, and get and get mixed up. So using a sprinter for an example, I think is ideal. And when when you have a short term, again, anaerobic, sprinters are anaerobic. I just talked about this on the podcast for speed work. Go on over and listen to it. It's anaerobic. It's not the same thing as a long distance runner. It's totally different. You're literally using an entirely different energy system on a scientific level, let alone the muscular development level that I spoke about on speed work. You're literally using a very different level, which is why I said it breaks down to anaerobic or aerobic, which I said on the, on the podcast for speed work. So when you have your ATP that you naturally have only lasts a few seconds. At best, you can, it's around 90 seconds. After that, it's completely depleted. So you have to create, it has to be in an oxygen environment where you're fueling it with oxygen so that it can create the ATP. So the glycogen and the oxygen, the food and the oxygen have to work together to create that energy source to transfer all of this energy throughout your cells and your body to do all these things. So a sprinter would all, would lose his their supply within 10 seconds. Done. And even 100 meters, you're, you actually deplete your 
right? You, you, de- you deplete your ATP before the 100 meters is even up. That's how quick it goes. Whereas anything over 800s, 800 meters, you start to use your aerobic respiration, which is creating ATP using glycogen and oxygen. So that's when you're in that pocket. So it would have to be some, you know, anything like a marathon or anything long distance, uh, rowing, swimming, all that stuff. That's when you would get your endurance from the aerobic respiration, which is the most efficient part. And that's because you're using the carbohydrates, which are dense and they're long lasting. So when people want to cut out starch, because now I'm going to get annoyed, when people want to cut out starch and say, oh my God, I just need to stop all the bread. I need to stop all the, well, how about you stop the, how about you stop the crap you're eating, all the box stuff? Like that's just sugar. That's not carbs. That's just sugar. And everything is sugar in excess. But when you want to cut out starch and say, oh, I don't want to eat starch or I don't want to eat any carbs, you're literally stopping your body from creating energy, literally, on a very, very cellular level, very cellular level. And again, because the body is an amazing machine, it lets you do this stiff by pulling everything it possibly can to allow you to do a run or to work out or to go swimming or to ride a bike. Excuse me. It's make it does it does all of these things to help you do what you want to do when you're not feeding it to do so. When you're not feeding it to do so. If you want to run forever, you need to treat your body with the respect of allowing you to run forever cuz that's how that's going to happen. If you consistently deplete your ability to generate energy for your muscles to function and for proper nervous system signals to happen, I don't know where you think you're running or for how long. I really don't. I really don't. So when I'm on here yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering, it's because there's a big science behind everything I'm saying. And a lot of people that don't listen to it because they just they go for the superficial. They go for superficial. And that's never, ever going to last. It's never going to last. Fads do not last, people. I don't know how else I have to say it. So... You need to, you want to be in the aerobic respiration and that's how you're going to turn oxygen and, and turn it into fuel, literally, and you use it for ATP and that's how you're going to come around to everything. Now, there, there's also a lot of information about how ATP is also how your muscles release from the contraction. So it contracts and it releases. So it's literally allowing your body not only to have the energy to contract and have power, but it's also the ability for your muscles to relax at the same time. And again, nothing is ever fully contracted without being fully relaxed first, period. So again, that is normal function. If you want the most out of your body, it has to be able to release so it can contract. The only way you fully build a muscle is by fully extending it first. It has to release in order to contract. ATP, again, is is the reason and how you're able to do that. So, again, you need to be feeding yourself carbohydrates, specifically sweet potatoes are my biggest go-to because they are dense, they are nutrient-dense, they are slow-release, they are extremely easy on the digestive system, and you can make them a plethora of ways. And I've had them for years as my runner's 
nighttime dinner before a marathon and morning breakfast before any long run over 10 miles. And across the board, exceptional results, exceptional feeling, feeling great, feeling um, fueled, great brain activity, great muscular performance, because you have a very good glycogen resource to pull from. Of course, this is happening after consistent, you know, daily normal nutrition, obviously, because again, you cannot fuel your run the day before. That ain't going to happen. I don't know where that idea came from that you think you're just going to drink a whole bunch the day before and eat a whole bunch the day before and it's going to last you. I don't know where you think that's going to happen. I don't know where that idea came from. Not going to happen. However, sweet potatoes is the most worked for starch, meaning for me, I look at food is energy. I always tell you that, but I look at, I tell you to look at food. Like, is that going to work for me? If that food is not going to do a job for me, it has no place for me. Now, if you just want a Reese cup, cause you want a Reese cup, have a Reese cup, but you have to have the Reese cup knowing it ain't doing anything for you. You have to, you have to eat like that. You have to make those awareness decisions. You know what I'm saying? It is, when you start making a decision like, no, I just want this donut because I actually just want a donut right now, you will approach food differently all around. A, there's no guilt involved with that. B, you made a choice. So you're already uplifting yourself because you actually made a choice. Whether or not you like your choice, that's totally irrelevant. But you made a choice either way, okay? So those are two things that are going to change how you look at something. So you're going to look at a sweet potato different. You're going to look at that burger different. You're going to look at how you eat on a regular basis different, What, how big your lunch is. You're going to look at pickles differently for your on, for on the run, potatoes differently for on the run. You're going to look at oranges differently for on the run. They're going to look different because you're going to equate all of this food to working for you. Food has a job. Let it do its job. When you think you're going to fire food, basically, by not eating carbohydrates, you, the, you still need someone to fill the job. Someone has to do the job. Where are you going to get your, your sugar from? Where are you going to get your, carbohydrate, your heart, carbohydrates from? Where are you going to get your glycogen from? Where? It comes from sugar. The more dense the carbohydrate is, the more better the starch, the starch nutrient dense is the more you'll have stored, the more it will store in your muscles and in your liver. So it's ready for game day. That's the whole point. You sitting here thinking that you're going to actually change how that operates and change how the body, what it pulls from to put, listen, I just told you the last thing it's going to pull from is fat. Well, you over here want to do intermittent fasting because you want to use fat for energy so that you lose fat. No, it doesn't work that way. By the time you're using fat, you've already depleted and eaten up your muscle. You've already depleted and eaten up any protein you got going on. And you've changed it into ketones, which is now in your urine. And it's causing problems in your, re- in your kidney system, in your, in your renal system. And now you're, in, you're messing with your nervous system to tap into fat reserves. Mmm, good job. Good job. How's that brain working for you? Oh, well, Jessica, I think clearer when I don't have any, any, of, any of the carbs because you stopped eating Fruit Loops. Like, you didn't stop eating sweet potatoes. Come on. Like, get it to Who do you think you're playing with here? You didn't just stop. You didn't stop eating good brown rice, organic brown rice made with chicken stock like yours truly. You didn't stop eating that. You stopped eating yellow rice. You stopped eating white rice. I agree. Great job. You didn't replace it with a sweet potato or a baked potato. No, you didn't. You stopped eating bread. 
English muffins, corn muffins, banana muffins, graham crackers. That's what you stopped eating. Yeah, that's accessible sugar. That's sugar that's very simple, that you get a surge of insulin out into your body. It breaks down this simple food super, super fast. And then you have all this excess insulin that's just hanging around. There's nothing to break down because you ate simple food. And the body is like, oh, we're eating. Everybody, let's go. Insulin surge. And the insulin surge comes out, but their food isn't even equitable to the amount of insulin that surged. So now you got all this insulin floating around. And what happens? You crash. Now you crash. Because your body overworked with nothing to do. You gave it a job and there was not much work to do. And it's like sitting there twiddling its thumbs. So what does it ask you to do? Eat more. And eat more of that sugar. Because that's what I need to get rid of. Because I'm sitting here hanging out. Ha. But the problem is, the minute you eat more, more insulin comes. So around and around we go. So this is why you cannot mess with how your body takes in food for fuel. You can't do it. I know you want to, I know you want to, but someone lied to you. Someone lied to you. And I'm here to set the record straight. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry about it. You need the ability. Also, you know, calcium. You're not contracting anything without calcium in your muscles. It's not just for bones. It's for muscles too. So now can you, you can get calcium from broccoli. You can get calcium from Almond milk, you can get calcium from a lot of sources. Doesn't have to be dairy, doesn't have to be. But when you know how to eat properly, you can have a piece of cheese and it not bother you. You could, a good grade piece of cheese. You could have, you know, Greek yogurt, wonderful. It's really untouched. It's the only yogurt I I have on, on my nutrition plan is Greek yogurt. Plain Greek yogurt, add your fruits to it. You need calcium, guys. You do need everything. You need fat, too. Yeah. It helps you digest things. Uh-huh. So you, you can't just sit there and say, okay, I'm not losing weight, so I'm going to cut out this whole food group. What that food group do to you? Nothing. And the food group has a purpose. By the way, proteins have a purpose, carbohydrates have a purpose, and fats have a purpose. Have a purpose. So when you eliminate the people who are doing the job, who's doing the job? Someone else has to step in and do a job they don't want to do. And we can all relate to what I'm saying. You've all been in a position where you had to pick up the slack from somebody who's not there anymore. Somebody left the job. Now you got to do a job. It's not your job. And look at how and look, you know how you did the job. It wasn't your job to begin with. So you either didn't do it well or you didn't have the skills to do it right. Or maybe, okay, same thing happens here. Same thing happens here. Stop messing with your body's processes and systems. Stop it. I don't know where you got this idea from. I don't. I really don't. So ATP is extremely important. (laughs) And it's important because it lends to carbohydrates and the extreme need of them. You got to choose your carbohydrates well. That's all. That's all you have to do. You just have to learn what what you need and how you need it. And that's how your body is going to be able to generate the proper ATP over a course of a time. With the minute you are fatigued, it's because your nerves aren't sent or not, in, there's no impulses in your nerves. There's no stimulation and your nervous system is conking out. And that's because the, the energy is going down. There's no energy there. Um, when the nerves and the signals stop telling the brain what to do, 
then the calcium in the muscles completely stop contracting. So where are you going? Nowhere. This is what's happening when you don't have it. Let me be clear. I just kind of rolled into that. So when you don't have ATP and, and things are not happening and you don't have the glycogen storage anymore, the signals of the muscles stop. And when the signals to the muscle stop, that means the brain is actually going to, it actually senses this. And there is a system that it's the sensory system, the sensory nervous system actually can realizes when it's going to, when it's in pain and it will send a signal for the muscle to stop contracting. Smart body you got there. Huh? So when those days that you're running and your legs just lock up, like you think, you know, lactic acid and lactic acid is building up 100% and it locks your legs up, that's the sensory system because you have no energy. You depleted already. So when you're hitting mile 13, 15 on a marathon and you're stuck and like your legs lock up and you're done, it's called depletion of energy. I got you. I, had, I got gassed. I got no, I had no tank in the gas. Mm-hmm. It's called no ATP and no ability to actually build it because you be, you're beyond that now. And if you keep going, you're going to mess with your, you're going to mess with your, try to get into your fat system and the body is going to protect that at all costs. Like, this is what I'm saying. When you hear me say these things and you've actually felt everything I'm saying, because I know you have, because I've seen too many of you out there and I've seen too many of you over the past 20 years. So I know you have felt these things. I know you've been on a course with, with these experiences. When I'm saying this to you, if you would, if you're for you to hear what I'm saying and still even for a second debate in your own head, whether or not you would be like intermittent fasting or cut out starch, uh, it it would literally would make no sense to me. Zero sense to me. I'd be like, oh, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you because your body tells you how much it doesn't want to hit those fat reserves doesn't want to it tells you that by by locking you up by giving you pain by giving you fatigue by shutting down muscle contraction by spasming by making you feel sick by your blood pressure dropping how much more information do you need to stop it doesn't make sense so listen I say it all the time, guys. When I fix a runner, I fix a human being because running, long distance running, is basic human function with extreme and velocity, right? So that, and I also say, the run will only expose whatever problems you already have. And you need to thank the run because the run is letting you address these issues now and not when you're 60, 70, or 80, right? I say it all the time in all of my podcasts. And whenever I can say it, I say it. So if that is to be true, and you can go and listen to my podcast and hear me saying it, if that is to be true, then it is also true that when your body, when you're, when you're trying to trip up your system and use fat for energy and everything under the sun is saying to stop and you physically go through pain, lockup, disori- disoriented, you might faint, your blood pressure drops, you feel sick. That's happening on your run, right? What do you think is happening when you're not running and you're doing it? The same thing. You're just not feeling it because you're not pushing your body to produce all of these chemicals and all of these abilities to function that you have to do on a run. 
because you're sitting down and you're doing regular stuff. You have your daily do. You're going to work, get in the train, get in the car, see the kids, see the parents, cook, you go to grocery store. You don't feel the extreme of what you're doing like you do on a run. The run will always expose to you what you're doing. You need to thank, if you're able to run, God bless you. Because running is such a preventative, lifelong help. It is insane to me. I think everybody should be running because running will save you if you pay attention. If you pay attention, running will save you. All of that is happening when you're sitting at home, when you want to try to fast and cut out certain food groups. That, that's all that's happening at the same time. You just don't feel it. Your kidneys are starting. Your liver is upset. Your stomach is upset. Your blood pressure is not happy. Your, your, the urine, the proteins in your urine, ketones happening, being used. Oh, because your body is not having to produce anything, anything extra for energy. So you don't feel it. The minute you have to produce something for energy, all those systems have to work. Your liver has to work. Your kidneys have to work. Your digestive system has to work. All that has to work. But you can't feel that unless you're running. Running will expose it to you. Just know if you have felt anything that I have mentioned, that that's, what it, that's what's happening to you when you're not eating enough or properly, which most people don't do. This is just exceptionally worse when you're an active person. You speed up the process of problems that I promise you do not have and do not want. You do not want to have at all. When the only time you want to reach ATP failure is when you're wanting to build the muscle physically larger and stronger and you're in a gym or in my care and we're doing specific type of a workout for that. It's It's how the body can or can't be he can't maintain the ATP with a certain exertion level. And when it reaches beyond that and you can't provide, the ATP can't be provided, that's hypertrophy. And that's how you get to failure. And that's, you know, you want to go to failure. That's the only time that a failure is a good thing or you want to hit ATP depletion. That's it. Not, and that's for a very specific reason, not one of which you want on a daily basis that is in a very specific place. It's not just sitting around and going to the grocery store, cooking and cleaning and going to work. Like, that's not the same thing. Damn sure isn't the same thing as running a marathon at all. So when we look at all these things and you start to understand what ATP really is, the superficial statement of, oh, do this specific diet so you can use um, ATP to generate energy from fat do you now know how misappropriated that sentence is it is so misappropriated it it doesn't even it is so many elements missing in that sentence and you know we live in an amazing country that allows this to happen so you know i hope that this gives you some insight of how atp is used how it is managed and that we do create it on our own for very small amounts of time, which is why we have it all day. But when we need it for, for actual exertion, it has to be created by food and oxygen. And running is the best form of that. You generate the best ATP by that type of, by, by that type of exertion 
and with the right with good glycogen storage and great oxygen and blood flow. Hello, foam rolling once again. Reason to be foam rolling. Just setting yourself up for that is in medical journals. um, How important it is to just set your to get your bodies realizing that it's about to start to work and that you you know get the signals firing. Get everybody working, get everybody listening, get everybody on the same page. There's a lot of information about that. Um, And so now you also understand that lactic acid is something that's going to give you pain, but it's giving you pain for a much deeper reason than it's just a buildup of, of lactic acid in your muscle. No, ATP is trying to use it because it tapped out of your glycogen. You have no more. You have no more. So it ate a little bit of the protein out of your muscle and was like, eh, got to move on, move on. And then that that's a problem because the next thing after that is fat. And so the nervous system is like, nope, shut this down real quick. So I hope that that answers any questions you have about ATP or just gives you some insight to what ATP is and why you need to eat carbohydrates. <laughs> just Pay attention to the Run Pain Free podcast because I'll do more about nutrition and really talk about, maybe I'll do a whole podcast on carbohydrates. Who knows? But pay attention and listen and learn and really take what I'm saying and use it and let your body tell you what I'm saying. Feel what I'm saying through your movement. Have an amazing day, guys. You're listening to the Run Pain Free podcast brought to you by the Run Pain Free Academy. Featuring biomechanics, athletic injury correction, and conditioning expert, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. 